Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Am I going to have to edit this podcast? <laughs> nah, he'll feel better by tomorrow. Uh, Dude, he has a lot of drugs. Take it. Take it. It's okay. <laughs> okay. All right, then let's get started here. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Andy. Hey, now. Uh, too bad Kevin and George are both feeling a bit under the weather, so they won't be able to make it today. Yep. Feel uh, better, guys. Yeah, feel better. Uh, this is episode 195, Flying on the Road. Oh, what a weird name. All right. <laughs> nice. So let's uh, first catch up with your week. Uh, who wants to go first? <laughs> <laughs> well, I could go first. Nice, yeah. Go first, Andy. What do you got? <laughs> well, well, after what three weeks of doing almost nothing. Well, putting out fires. <laughs> literally. Well, yeah, almost nothing RC related. Sure. Uh huh. I've done a ton this week. Nice. Yeah, I actually took the whole day off Sunday, and went out Sunday morning and got a bunch of flights in. I think I put so. Uh, 10 or so on the 700, the XL Power, mm-hmm. put a couple on the Gasser, and three or four on the 516. Still not loving the 516, to be honest. Oh, really? I mean, it's a great heli. Mm-hmm. But, but just the size? I don't know. It's just the size. Yeah. I just, after flying 700s Stop. all the time, and I go to that 500, and it's just like, meh. I mean, it flies great. There's nothing wrong with it. But it's like, meh, whatever. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, I totally, I totally understand. I mean, obviously, I, I I fly my 700s primarily, but I also have my 500 yeah. Sport. And let me ask you, so when you fly to 516, mm-hmm. do you fly any lower or more aggressive or and or like try to do something you've never done before? Um... No, not really. So then that's why. I actually find it easier to learn new stuff mm-hmm. with the 700. Oh, definitely. But I think... So... Yeah. You know. Yeah, definitely. I, I, and in my situation, it costs mm-hmm. more to crash the 500 than the 700, so... Yeah, like, see, mm, that's... Okay. That yeah. might be the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, well, here's another thing that I actually just now thought of. It's on the V bar on the Neo with the V control and everything else is on the jetty. So it mm. could just be a I'm not used to the transmitter feel thing too. Sure, yeah. So have I you don't know. have you thought about putting more helis on your on the V control? Mm, not really. <laughs> okay. No, that's that's a fair that's a fair I mean, uh, you know. Not really. Yeah. I thought about moving it to something else. Okay. But then again, I'm like, nah, why bother? Yeah. I basically just put it on there to kind of get familiar with the system, see how it felt and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, to be honest, I don't love it compared to the Jetty. So I'm just like, nah. Sure. Yeah. Why bother? You know, mm-hmm. I'm missing a few things and this and that. And it, it, it's definitely a feel thing. If like, if I only flew V control, I'd probably get used to it quicker. Yeah. But going back and forth is, you know, I, obviously not the best. 
So that might be part of it. But a lot of it's just the size. Like yeah. it, it doesn't have the presence. It's harder to see. It's just not, it's not as much fun. I don't know how to explain it exactly. Yeah. I, I hate, I hate to be that guy, but I think I'm turning into that guy. Yeah. You're not turning <laughs> you know. into, you're already there. Okay, I might be that guy. <laughs> I think you're there already. I think you need to just sell that 516 or, or shelf it if you don't want to sell it, you know. Just don't even uh, think about flying anymore. Just, you know. Yeah. Just hang it on the wall and not worry about it. Yeah, not worry about it. And if, you know, if you need to sell it, sell it. If you don't need to sell it, just keep it. And maybe one day, you know, you can you can get back into flying it or you can give it to Tima to fly. Maybe, maybe or I Augie. should stretch it to a 550. Maybe. Just to change it up a little or something. Sure, that always um, helps too, right? You know, it, Make it makes it, it new and, mm-hmm. and exciting or whatever. Yes. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah. Because they, they got a stretch kit now and I don't think it's very expensive, so. Yeah. Just, yeah, that'd yeah, be great. That's what I need to do. Plus, cool. it would be a 550, so it'd be, you know, bigger and mm-hmm. better. I guess. Yep. Well, anyway, I did, uh, I did a little bit of experimenting with head speeds. Nice. Uh, talking with some of the the guys here, we kind of got a little chat group going and, uh, one of them, Craig actually went, got to go to the mow down. Yeah. I met him. Uh, after I told, forced him to go, I'm like, dude, you need to go just quit being a pussy and get there. Yeah. Whatever it takes. (laughs) <laughs> I hope he had a but good he, time. You, you what? I hope he had a good time because yeah, I think he it, said he had a fantastic cool. time. Because I chatted with him um, a little on Saturday morning, and then like uh-huh. then like Kevin came and we chatted together with him again a little bit later in the mm-hmm. afternoon, evening. But then like he disappeared, and I didn't, you know, and I I probably disappeared too. Like, he I've said been he didn't around. hang out much. He said he met you guys, but mm-hmm. he didn't hang out much because he was on the other end of the field. Ah, uh, okay. And okay, he he said. um, Now he's one of these guys that was making fun of me for buying the one wheel and the Segway. Oh yeah, okay. All those guys were like, "Oh, you're gonna break your leg or your Uh neck or whatever. What do you need that for? Walking's good for you." Yeah. And he messaged. He's like, "I see why all these guys got these Segways and one wheels." Yeah. Uh, Hiking up and down the flight lines getting tiresome. Yep. I'm like, "Yep, told you so." Yeah, especially because their, their layout is pretty long when you go. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's not far, but once you walk it three or four times, oh, yeah, it gets you're done. far. <laughs> you know. Yep, yep. So I'm like, yep. Told you guys, you should just listen to me. But no, he was talking about, uh, you know, I mean the level of flying there is obviously amazing. Yes. And especially the night flying, he said he just kept having to pick a job off the ground. Nice. But we got to talking about the stops, the collective stops and mm-hmm. stuff. And he's like me, he's never really been, it just can't get them. Like they don't, they're just, it's, they're just hard to do. They don't, you never get that pop. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not that great at them either. Well, I got to thinking, I got to playing around with some head speed. Mm-hmm. And I normally fly like 1900. 1850 to 1900 is my bank too, and that's where I do 90% of my flying at. Yeah. Well, maybe 70%. I fly quite a bit at like really low head speed, like 1600. Mm-hmm. 
very rarely would I go into bank three, which is at 2000. Okay. Uh, just doing like a speed quote unquote speed run mm-hmm. or just show, you know, somebody showing off or something. Somebody's around. Yeah. Make, make a lot of noise. Sure. But I cranked it up to there and started doing, just trying to do them. And it's like a million times better, easier. You could get that crisp stop with the pop, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, let's crank it on up. Went up to 2100 and they were really nice. Like could really get, like be moving into a wall, get a, like a nice crisp stop or kind of do the, like the rainbow or something with the pop at the end, mm-hmm. you know, right above the ground. Yep. I was like, well, I guess the key to it, you got to have a little more head speed than I've been running, you know. So I, now, I want to, I want to debate that. Yeah, I, I was getting ready to ask your thoughts because you're good at doing those. Yeah, and I've been working on them, and I haven't changed my head speed. It's mm-hmm. my collective pitch I've changed. Mm-hmm. So instead of dialing up head speed, like, and granted, like, I'm kind of already running at like 2000, but like with the 12 and a half degree of pitch, I felt that it wasn't stopping very well or, or it would like, it would take too much of my stick and it still wouldn't stop as fast. So I okay. tried turning up the collective a little, right? I didn't want to turn up the head speed, but I figure turn up the yeah. collective pitch. So that way, when I do pop do you- into the like jab the stick to stop it, it right. gives me 13 degrees stops and it stops, you know? I was going to ask you, have you, do you know where you're at now? I have no idea. I do it by field. Um, like on the 500, I just, and a half? I started at 12 and a half on all my helis. And then basically as I was, you know, flying and getting used to doing those collective stops, um, I dialed in more pitch. So like, I'll mm-hmm. just go on the V bar and be like, let's go five points or 10 points higher, you know? So I might have gone half right. a degree or so. I'd so. be curious where you ended up at because I started at 13 and okay. did the same thing. And while I was playing with these speeds and stuff, I actually checked it and I was at 13.8 Whoa. positive and 13.6 negative. Wow. So I've got the pitch. Yeah. And that's probably so what when the I added is. 100 RPM to the head speed, it was a then like, boom locked in a world difference. Yeah. Like I could I could stop it on a dime and get the pop, mm-hmm. and you know it felt good. Yeah, and the noise it makes that's one and the of the noise one right. of the big like zoom zoom that like like snip sound like it's like you know when you get like a nice brand right. new pair of scissors right. and, and that's what I was talking about with Craig because mm-hmm. I think he's. He said he was going to go back and check, you know, redo some of his setups. I think he was only running like 12 degrees. Yeah. And a lower head speed. Yeah, he won't get the stop. So, uh, and that's one of those things where going to the fun fly, you start looking around. It's like, oh, hmm. You start thinking, because he said, I don't really drive the heli around with collective a lot. Mm-hmm. And you don't. Like, he's really good at doing all kinds of pyro, like, he can almost do Piro loops and mm-hmm. Piro figure eights and every different, you know, clockwise, counterclockwise, right rudder, left rudder. But he doesn't do like the really hard collective throw it at the ground type stuff. Yeah. So I think when he cranks up his head speed and cranks up his pitch, he'll be able to do it just the same as I was. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
Okay, so that's that's good to know but because yeah, if you're yeah, running yeah, damage was, pitch and then you're slowly dialing up, we might actually be very close. Yeah, yeah, I was curious, like, because I on and now this is on the XL Power Seven Hundred mm-hmm. electric. You yeah. know, I I don't have that much pitch in the gasser. Yeah, of course, and right. and stuff. I bet the Protos is probably very similar. It might actually have a touch more because it's a little bit heavier. But I was just, I was curious, so I put the pitch gauge on it just to see. Mm-hmm. I assumed it was probably around thirteen and a half. Yep. But yeah, I actually had thirteen. Yeah, you're almost 8. at fourteen there on the high side, yeah. at least. Yeah. That was more than I expected, to be mm-hmm. honest. Now at that head at that high head speed, I could bog it if I, you know, got in the collective and the cyclic at the same time. Yeah. Like, you had to be careful with that. Well, what do you mean? When Whereas you do that, like a backflip and you do like your... No, not like a flip. I'm talking about like a big power loop oh, okay. or, yeah, yeah. or something where you got both going. Not just a flip, but like a, uh, you know, a huge ass hurricane or power loop mm-hmm. or, yep. or something where you really got both sticks at the extremes. Okay. You could really start to hear it, you know, struggle. Yep. Whereas not not as much at 1900. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, it takes less power to pull that 1900 as it does to pull 2100. Mm-hmm. And I put a fairly conservative power setup on this heli. Like, it just has a 130SC and a 25... A 2545? No, a 4525. 4525, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm dyslexic tonight. So it's not monster power. Or anything, yeah. Which I was trying to kind of keep it light. And I wonder and, if, um, you know, like having having like the the setup that you have, like determines, like, well, because I was going to think not just a nineteen hundred head speed, but like, what about the gearing? Like, maybe you're maxing out more on your throttle endpoint with running two thousand. No, I'm, I'm actually overgeared a little bit. Okay, and, and I'm going to talk about that some when we do the review. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was geared better uh, in the more optimal range, it would be better because I'd have more torque. Yeah. So I don't think it's that. I think it's just I'm using all the power that 4525 can put out. And I'm running uh, 713 blades. Mm-hmm. I actually have switch on it right now. Yep, and that'll make so a you know, like you said, almost 14 degrees of pitch at 2100. Obviously, you're not going to be able to go full sticks all the way. No, it's just, it's just physics. <laughs> and I, I mean, that's something that like you end up developing as a pilot, anyways. Like as you get more yeah. and more flying and more experience under your belt, you you'll find you're not in the corners as much. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so. No, like I could do everything I wanted to do and. Mm-hmm not boggy at all. Yeah. I was just throwing sticks in all the friggin' corners to see what would happen. Sure. You know, with that experimenting with the different speeds. Mm-hmm. My normal flying, it, I wasn't bogging at all. Nice. Cause I, I'm sort of trying to do stuff smooth, mm-hmm. but I was also trying to get those stops and those pops and that noise. Yeah. And, uh, it's amazing what 200, uh, RPM head speed will do. Like oh, it yeah. It makes a huge difference. Yeah, for sure. So. Nice. That was cool. 
And then I got a wild hair and bought a plank. Oh, boy. <laughs> I bought an airplane. Can you believe that? So we talked about the Timber X from Horizon Hobby. That okay. came out, what, I don't know, six months ago yeah. or something? Yeah, about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I kind of wanted one when I first saw it because that's, I mean, that's you know that's style. my jam. Yeah. yeah. High wing, cub kind of plane that with huge-ass control surfaces that can do 3D. Yes. Like If I'm going to fly a plane, that's what I want to fly. Yes. But I didn't really want to pay 250 bucks for it. Mm-hmm. Just being stubborn, knowing that I probably would only fly it a handful of times and it would hang on the wall. Yeah. Well, Horizon has a 15% off selected plane sale going on right now. Nice. And that Timber X is included in that. So I got that sucker for 212 bucks. Awesome. And I figure, yeah, I might only fly it a handful handful of times, Mm -hmm. but for 200 bucks, it's worth it. Just to have something to tool around with. Yeah. Wanted to see how it flew, like how the power setup was, do all the mixings like I do on my Turbo Bushmaster with the flaps, full span aileron, crow. Crow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that fun stuff. Yep. So that thing actually came yesterday. Oh, wow. Nice. Quick. And yeah, I ordered it, what, Thursday maybe? Okay. Last week or something? Yeah. And I, pl- I put it together last night because it only takes a few screws. You got to mount the landing gear, uh, the, the elevator screws on with two screws, one screw on each side slips together. Very, very easy build. Nice. I haven't had, I got to sit down and it'll take me longer to program the radio mm-hmm. than it did to build it. Because like I said, I'm going to do the mixing and all the flaps and ailerons and all that fancy stuff. Yep. So I just got to sit down and take 30, 40 minutes and, do all that, and then I'll be ready for the maiden. So, did you get it with the receiver? Yeah, I got the bind and fly. Okay, so then you'll be able to just bind it to your. Yeah, your I'm gonna DX9. bind it to a DX. Yeah, probably the seven till I get my nine fixed. Mm-hmm. I'm actually gonna send that thing off. Okay, I've, it's been sitting here broke for over a year. Oh boy, yeah. DX nine. I'll stick it to on the DX seven for now. Okay. Yeah, the the cost difference is only yeah, thirty bucks. Twenty thirty bucks, yeah. And while yeah, I could probably scrounge around and come up with a JD receiver and do that. Mm-hmm. It's like why bother? I mean, I got a Spectrum radio. I'm, I'm only going to fly this thing occasionally, so who cares? Just bind it up, go through the manual, and just do whatever mixing they say. Like yeah. I don't have to figure anything out. Take me twenty thirty minutes, and that done. and that way also like you know if Timo were to fly it or Augie were to fly it, they couldn't like utilize yeah, all the other body box them because I have two or three spectrum. But not even that, they can also around. utilize like the safe mode and and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep, so, nice. I hadn't thought of that. That's a good point too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you have a spectrum radio, the bind and fly is kind of hard to beat. Really, yeah. I mean it just works, and mm-hmm. you know it's going to work good. You don't have to fiddle around, mess with stuff. Yeah. So. Definitely. Looking forward to getting that thing in the air, trying it out. Nice. So. I heard you have been up to some stuff. Not really. You made a little trip, but it wasn't really, you know, like, it's like a one-day trip, you know. 
Mm, <laughs> it's a day trip. I want to hear about it. <laughs> no, so yeah, I did get a chance to uh, make it down to the Fall Mowdown. Nice. Fredericksburg. I think it's just called Fredericksburg Fall Mowdown, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. You know what's funny? I probably could have come, but I didn't know that I would be able to go till about three o'clock on Saturday. Oh yeah. Like I probably could have took Saturday off had I known Friday night that I wasn't going to be able to work Saturday. Oh yeah. Why weren't you able to work Saturday? Well, was it rain we or? were trying to plant more wheat. Okay. And we were trying to use that machine in the field again, and it was wanting to start. <laughs> we started two more fires. Oh my god! Really? In like ten minutes, but like we were like prepared sure. so they didn't get bigger than just a spark smoldering yeah but they were smoking so they were like ah, abandon this yeah, fuck this no, till it no, rains no. yeah and then i had a couple of little things to do so by the time i realized that i was gonna quit early it was like two o'clock three o'clock yeah and for a minute i thought you know if I get in the truck right now and drive to Virginia, I could be there for night flying. <laughs> but then I'm like, really? I'm going to drive six hours to spend six hours hanging out and then drive six hours home. And I was like, eh, I'll just forget about it. So, <laughs> yeah, I just stayed here and flew Sunday morning. Yeah, no worries. But I was having severe FOMO I bet. Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bet. So, um, you know, this is an event that, that I go to every year. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of the two events in Fredericksburg that I do, Spring Fling and Fall Mowdown, that's kind of been, ever since I started going to events, it's been kind of a staple event that I go yeah, to. Um, absolutely. And just like the previous years, it was fantastic. Um you know, got to give it up for Casey Campbell and Joe Reyes for throwing such a great mm-hmm. event. Um, you know, this year is a little bit different for me too, though. Like, I kind of, I don't know, I kind of just did my own thing. You know, I, you know, obviously I'm with Team SAB USA, but like, still, I just kind of like, the you know, where I was stationed was on the, you know, where DePaulo's. Camper is basically yeah. I was right next to him, kind yeah. of the front end as you yeah come in. as your front end when you come in, but on the backfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I kind of like flew there most of the time. Um. I'm trying to think. Did I fly at the other flight line at all? No, I just I was too lazy to carry my stuff over. <laughs> so it was right there. It's like when I wanted to fly, I just go out there and go to that corner spot and fly, and then mm-hmm. you know, and then I'll hang out and do other stuff all over the place, but. Uh, let's see. Just to talk about my flying, um, I didn't get a chance to do a lot of flying because basically, let's look at the schedule. I left at my house around nine o'clock, eight thirty ish, nine o'clock at night. It's a four and a half hour drive for me. This or, was Friday night. Friday night, yeah. So it's it's actually okay. a five hour drive, but I got there in about four and a half hours. Um, so yeah, I left there on like, basically, I think. I packed up the car and was on the road by 8.30. And I got there around 1 something in the morning. You know, I did have to take two pee stops and one gas stop. So, um, so driving kind of sucked, whatever. But I'm yeah. glad I left at the time I did leave because I hit zero traffic. Yeah. I put that cruise control on 80 and just cruised my whole mm-hmm. way down. 
Um, once I got on the highways, obviously there's a bunch of local roads I take initially, but right. um, so that was great getting down there. You know, mm-hmm. met up with Ron. I've uh, got all my stuff kind of, you know, like I left all my stuff in the car, got my bed stuff kind of ready, you know, and, and I met up with a couple of folks, hang up, hung out for a little bit, and then called it an early night at like, I don't know, 2, 2.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, come wake up at Saturday, it was like 7 something in my my internal clock was like, time to wake up. <laughs> right. So I wake up. Doesn't that suck? Yeah, it does. Because really, I got like four hours of sleep. You know, four yeah. or five hours of sleep. Mine does that. As I get older, yes. it doesn't matter when I go to bed. I wake up at seven o'clock. Six, seven o'clock. It's just. I go yeah. to bed at six o'clock and I wake up at seven. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. So, but it was great to see all the usual faces, you know. Um, let me just think about the flights. I mean, just everyone's getting so much better at flying. <laughs> I feel I like know. I'm the only one that's not re- progressing as no, much. No, you and me both. Yeah, buddy. you know. But it was great. Though. So there's a lot of great flying. Um, a lot of great people in general, right? And I mean, the list is long. I mean, I can I can go down the list, if, but I just I don't know. It's a lot of people, so you know, Everyone. you know, yeah, you know, if you were there, I did get a chance to meet uh, your friend Craig. <laughs> Quillen, yeah. right? Cool. So that was mm-hmm. cool. Get to meet him and chat with him for a little bit. Um, didn't really get a chance to hang out with him flying wise. Um, I was kind of waiting for like Kevin to come and then maybe we'll like pick a flight station and fly together, but it just ended up never happening. Like, you know, right? Just sure. Because we're really we're there only one day, so it's like it, it mm-hmm. happens so quick. Um, mm-hmm. let's see here. <laughs> Kraken Nitro. I'm gonna say yes, that was I'll the, wanna hear about the talk this. of the event. I kept seeing stuff on Facebook about a crack of nitro. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, so a couple maybe about a week ago or so, a couple of weeks ago, you know, uh Scott Graham sends me a quick little video clip and I'm like I'm like, Okay, it's a goblin flying in the air. Okay, I see a smoke truck, it's a nitro. I could hear it. And I'm looking and I'm looking, I'm like, <laughs> something looks weird about it though. Yeah. I'm like Wait Why a is minute! It so skinny. It's the Kraken. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. How did he? Did he make? Wait, wait. How? How? How is this possible? SAV didn't release the Kraken version of you know a nitro version of the Kraken. So I'm like, ah, oh, so he must have made this. And sure enough, he did. He made custom wow. frames, and he basically took from what I can tell from the pictures and from seeing it in person is he took the whole top end of the Kraken, right? And uh-huh. the, and the way that the Kraken. Um, the boom mounts and everything, right? He took that whole section and basically then mashed up like he didn't just like get a set of like goblin black nitro frames and then, you know, hacked it up with a hacksaw and drilled some new holes and put it together. No. He actually used that as like a template but made his own frames. And I think the okay. first one he made was aluminum. Like it was like an aluminum sheet. Yeah. And because it was silver and, you know, he made and figure out where the holes need to be, where, how to get the engine mounted properly. And he used like the whole front engine mount system mm-hmm. of the nitro, which is great. The black nitro. Black nitro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And got it figured out. And I mean, dude, the thing looked great. And even then, it, it even beyond that, it looked great. 
it looked it looked like it was flying fantastic. Now, obviously, these these guys, you know, these pros, they can they can make anything look like it's you can fly a turn. Yeah, good. right. Make anything look great. But I right. mean, from what I was hearing from every pilot that flew it, were saying that it was freaking awesome. Shaggy, nice. awesome. You know, nice. um, Paul Androly, awesome. Like everyone. Goodrill, awesome, and, and even awesome until he nailed it into the ground and broke one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's it's pretty neat. I don't know if this is going to go anywhere from this. Like if SAB is going to be like, whoa, it seems like there's a lot of interest and maybe build their own version or not. Yeah. I don't know. But I definitely want one. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I got another 105 and I got to crack it. I got to talk to Scott about having him make did me he, some frames. Did he like CNC cut the frames or yes. did he just hand cut everything? So the aluminum looked like he was kind of like, I guess it, it, looked, it looked CNC too. But okay. um, but the carbons were definitely CNC. And it was two Shit, millimeter maybe thick carbon. he can just cut out a bunch of frames or yeah. sell them or something. Yeah, and or, just I mean, create a part list kit, and basically. create a conversion kit, right? The frames. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, so what I, what I, and he used two millimeter thick carbon fiber, like legit shit. Uh, yeah. So it looked great. I, I definitely, th- I'm thinking about maybe trying to convert one. I don't know, you know. Nice. How you got that extra motor laying there? I do, right? I have that extra motor mm-hmm. and I have a cracking. So mm-hmm. what's stopping me? A mm-hmm. couple small parts to order and, and then yep. mash them together? Yep. Damn man, maybe I, maybe I'll I don't know. Scott, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I'm gonna ping you shortly, and we're gonna we're gonna uh-huh. talk. Anyways, uh-huh. uh, just great times. Um, I got to hang out. Uh, I hung out a lot with uh, I would say Ryan's now and um, Frank Morindiaos, because they were camped right next to us. Nice. So that was great. You know, I don't think I've ever really hung out with him, but got to hang out a little bit more with Mitch Morosa. So that was pretty cool. Oh yeah, hang out with him. He's you know, cool. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else was there. Brendan Heyer. I actually got to hang oh, out yeah. with him for a bit. Yeah. He was, uh, nice. you know, it's weird because like Brendan, you know, he's, he's young, right? So like, I think the yeah. first time I met him, he was, he felt very like introverty, like mm-hmm. kind of like didn't yeah. talk much he's still and very, a little shy, a little shy but nah, nah, nah. Yeah. I fall mold down. We were, we were hanging out and talking. Oh, and, that's you know, cool. He seemed, he yeah. seemed cool, you know, so, so um, he's getting, yeah. Getting, very good. Yeah, he's getting very good at flying, and and I think mm-hmm. beyond with that, he's also coming out of his shell a little as he grows up. Mm-hmm. So, so that was sure. pretty cool. Uh, who else was there? Rob Winter and his family. Alex, his wife was there. Uh, got you know, just hang out with just a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Lincoln was there. Lincoln. Everett. Oh yeah. Yeah. So his nice. band is over, I guess, <laughs> because he was there. <laughs> uh, so it's good to hang out with Lincoln. Um, I didn't see him fly much. I mean, we normally don't see him fly too much. But at night, no. I think he flew the Oxy 4. Yeah, I think he has an Oxy 4 Max. Max, or, or maybe just a stretch yeah. 360. But I saw him flying that a couple of times, and it still amazes me how he flies. Um, yeah, he can. I mean, <laughs> he can fly. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, so it was cool. It was, it was definitely good to see a whole bunch of familiar faces um, nice. and hang out and just shoot the shit. Um, I had Raj, not, was it Raja? No, 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 sorry. Um, Kyle Snyder and, and Larry from Miniature Aircraft, they, they came okay. by and they helped me a little with my gasser. Um, I did, okay, get, nice. I did get a chance to put 
three more flights on it. Yeah. And I still haven't finished that gallon. <laughs> so so I know I mentioned in the last episode that I was going to try to get some flights in during the week because I was working from home every week. No, right. that, that didn't happen. You know, I have family kids. It's I pick them mm-hmm. up. We do, you know, I had to cook dinner. And, and by that time, it's like, okay, whatever. You know, it's too late. There's no more sunlight. So I went there with the gasser only having four flights on it. And I put three more flights on it. And I still have, it, it seems like a lot of that gallon left. It seems like 40% of that gallon left. And granted, I'm not draining the tank all the way each flight, but because yeah. it's, you know, I'm I think 15, 16 minute I flights. Wrong, but I think that has a smaller tank also than probably what I have. It might. So you may actually get like 10 flights per, t- per gallon or yeah. something like that. I mean, that's what it's looking like 10 or 12. And granted, yeah. like I said before, when, you know, during my braking flights, I didn't run them dry to the tank. Like, I would sure. go down like... Yeah, you don't want to do that. I would basically fly my timer, which was set for 10 minutes. And mm-hmm. 10 minutes would bring me down about half a tank. So, realistically, okay. I've, instead of eight flights or seven flights, I've done like three and a half, four flights. Right, right. A yeah, full tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I still have quite a bit of fuel to go through. Um Mm-hmm. You know, and I was all gone home, man. I brought my extra, you know, gallon of camper fuel. I bought the little oh. pre-mixed oil. Like, once I'm done with this gallon, He's I'm like, going to pour it right in this. and go right in it and start tuning in 3D. It. <laughs> I didn't even bother asking Roger to help me tune it because, uh, <laughs> like. Uh, you never even got the break-in. I never got literally. finished with the break-in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not that hard. Yeah. You'll and figure it out. I'll just, you know, keep on flying it this weekend and. And hopefully this weekend or next weekend I'll have it done. I'll have mm-hmm. at least a break in that. Um, I have to say though, I'm getting some weird things with the heli, and I don't mm-hmm. know if, like, I have, I'm having a weird like. I went lean on it on the motor, um, on one of the flights. I guess the second to last flight, okay. and I don't understand why. I'm at. I was at the the. I was at what. Hansen recommended plus like almost a half click out or half turn out, not click mm-hmm. turn, half turn out. So I was way rich on the low side, but you know, everyone's like, read the plug, check the plug. So when basically it did that whole thing where like it stalled, not stalled, but like mm-hmm. I, I started up and when I would go to like throttle up, it would like, bleh, you know, and Rob told me from the event, uh, from the previous event that when it does that, like on a nitro, you're rich. On a gasser, you're lean. So when okay. it did that, I was like, okay, let me just shut it off. And I took the plug out and it was gray. And I was like, okay, so I am oh, lean. Uh, so yeah. we reset the needles. We also reset the carb. So one of the things that Larry and Kyle were telling me was reseat the carb because maybe it didn't seat right when I put the air filter on or maybe it loosened up or something. Um, oh, yeah. Which See, was, that's a big, big thing there. That's how I burnt mine up yeah so you end up getting Leaked extra it, air yeah it leaks air around the gasket yes the carburetor so we did that and then i was like let's reset the needles and larry's like do what they recommend and then just go about an eighth or, or like a 16th or two 16th or three 16ths out more you know mm-hmm. just just fatten it up it's okay like run it rich yeah you're not going to damage it by going too yeah. rich. so we did that and then i did the last flight you know, with that helicopter at that event, and it flew great. But okay. I had a weird wobble in the head, and I think 
Well, that you, I think I saw I think a video of that. Well, you saw me hovering that. Yeah, that was that. That's just the RPM thing because you if you went a little bit richer than you were before, you probably was at a lower RPM. Yeah, so you might need to adjust your throttle curve up just a little yeah. bit. Yeah, so I think that's what happened. That I went richer. The motor's running a little bit slower because it's richer, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. due to that, my head speed wasn't at the 1700 that Maybe I Maybe just needed a couple points up on your throttle curve yeah. to get out of that. And I did try that, though. Range. I did try it like a couple of points, but it didn't seem it like it didn't helped. Help. So okay. I'm just going to, you know what? I'm just going to fly it like this. I'm okay with flying a wobble. I mean, it's not, I'm, I'm, not. I'm I don't get scared of it. Like, it, it's, don't get me well, I'm wrong. I'm not scared of it. It's just annoying looking. Yeah, it's annoying, and it's kind of, like I don't not scared, but it's kind of like, oh shit! <laughs> like, well, is it gonna if, go in? <laughs> you know, if you're if you're past the recommended thing, if you went out like three sixteenths or something, mm-hmm. maybe go back in just a tiny yeah. bit. Yeah, well, I was Try thinking to get it out of that that RPM range. Yeah, I was thinking either getting out of it or maybe just go five or six points higher on my endpoint on my throttle. Yeah, you yeah. know, just something. You got to get about a, you got to get fifty seventy five more RPM going. Yeah, to get out of that. So because mine will do that real bad around fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. And even electrics will do that if you get them in the right RPM range. Yeah, and, and it's funny you can either go down or up, and they'll be just as smooth as glass. But if you hit that one certain RPM, they just freaking bobble everywhere. And also with the, the the dampeners I have in that head, I know they're pretty stiff. So it doesn't like low head speed. So Okay, yeah. yeah. So that that probably that's probably that's plays probably plays a, a a bit of into that too. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um flew to five hundred. And I know how you're saying that like, oh you're you know, you're kinda getting bored of your five hundred. I did like two flights on the five hundred. And I gotta say, like, I was being ballsy as hell, like, doing the collective <laughs> stops, but not pulling out until, like, the heli was basically in the weeds, like, in the soybean. Yeah. Like, really low nice. to one point where Cliff was, I don't know if it was Cliff or his uh, friend, Sean, was like, ooh, you dug deep on that one, didn't you? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I gave it all she got to, like, not crash it, you know? Nice. Um, one of my one of my buddies was looking at five hundreds. Mm-hmm. He said he thought maybe that was being discontinued. Is that a thing? Have you heard anything about that? I haven't heard anything about that. Huh? Oh, huh. we should take Sport, a look. Maybe or something. Oh well, we uh. could we can look that up real quick, right? We got the yeah. internet in front of us. Hold on, Internet. I have to use a landline and call people. <laughs> You're doing some Morse code. Some uh, what? What's the other thing they used to do? Telegram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all I have is a telegram wire that runs <laughs> to the farm. Oh shoot! I think you might. Yeah. Is it the sport or is it like? The... Yeah, the, that's the all they have sport. now. Is the sport, right? Yeah, well, they have the old sport, right? The um. The the red and white and the the red and yellow sport, the okay. carbon sport. But wait, let me check. You know what? Let me check SAB site like SAB International or Goblin hyphen helicopters. Is it? Yeah. Huh. Five hundred sport. Okay, kits. Oh, look at that! It says discontinue. 
So the 2018 version looks like they discontinued. But the funny thing is they hmm. still have the previous version, which the Sport 100 white and red and the yellow and, yellow and red. And those are the ones yeah. that come with the two sets of blades. Hmm. Huh, for 609. But yeah, I guess they did discontinue that. I wonder if they're... Ooh, maybe they're releasing a newer version. You know? Maybe. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, the, the version I have is discontinued. Hmm. Well, yeah, that sucks. Um, I'm sure I can still get parts because if the other one is being still sold, yeah, they share, you can get parts. They share the exact same parts, like everything. You can still buy parts for the 700 comp and all kinds of old stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not really but too worried. It's about still, it. I don't know. I, but why? I felt like that was a pretty popular model. I don't know why they would discontinue it unless, like you say, maybe there's something new coming out. Yeah, and I don't understand why they would discontinue the 2018 version but not have the the version right before and that. Keep which the old one? Yeah, which, yeah, that makes which no is the sense. same exact heli, but it doesn't come with the blades, and the tail boom and canopy is different. Doesn't it come with the flipper things and stuff? They both too, do. Or? They all they all come with the flipper landing oh, gears. Yeah. Oh. But the, I know but in the sport edition, the newer sport, they changed the design of the boom, so that way it was cheaper to manufacture and stuff. Okay. So that's what made it cheaper. Besides that, you didn't get a set of two sets of blades. The other one comes with two sets of main blades. Why two sets? I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. Like SAB five hundred blades. Yeah, two of them. Huh. They're exactly the same. It's not like you get different blades, like a you know a three D and non three D version or something like that. I I don't even. Do you get two sets of tail blades too? I don't know. Yeah, you get two sets of eighty millimeter tail blades. Oh, maybe they figure you're going to hit the ground with it. You need a backup set. <laughs> I guess so. Oh, that's cool. So I mean, I guess it, the the price difference really is just the blades. Um, yeah. But okay. But yeah, I guess it's so. You, you were digging huh? in the bean. Sorry for that tangent. No, no, I just, no, yeah. That reminded me because he was kind of debating between uh, the five sixteen or the Goblin five hundred mm-hmm. or possibly the XL Power right, or even right. the Gowies, trying to sort of yeah, yeah, figure out see what options he has. Yeah, he was asking me. I was like, I don't know, but um, but I but I know who knows. So yeah, yeah, the internet, <laughs> not me. <laughs> <laughs> all right so um yeah i, I was kind of i kind of i don't know it was that one time so you're I was still just, digging it i was just digging into the you're still dig i mean you're still digging the 500 size i am i am because yeah. so like that's why i asked you do you do anything different with your 500 than you do with your 700 because i fly my 700s with with like a ceiling like not a ceiling with a um a minimal altitude like i try not to bring them down more than five feet but the mm. 500, shoot, I'll skip bump them. I'll dig them into the weeds. Yeah. I don't care. Like, I, you know, that's my practice alley, right? That's my alley to do the stupid shit with. So, like, right. I don't really have much regards for, like, crashing on that helicopter. Granted, you know, it sucks to crash any heli. But if I'm going to crash sure. something, I might as well crash a 500 than a 700, right? Sure. Absolutely. Blades alone yeah, are double the price. So Probably my problem because... I don't do that. Like, I don't push it that much harder. Yeah. Um, I got three, you know, the little Oxy 4 Max. Mm-hmm. I'll throw that thing into the ground. Yeah. But, you know, it's because I, I really don't give a shit. But the the 5.16, I still don't 
do that with, and maybe that's the problem. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm not having fun with yeah, it. Yeah, because if you're doing everything and you're saying that it gets small quick, because, yeah, you're flying too high with that heli. Yeah, a 700, you yeah, can fly true. far and high, but not with a sure. 500, no. Sure. Um, yeah, let's see. What else? Uh, and then I flew to Black Nitro, and you know you're talking about collective stops, right? Yeah. I have to say, the helicopter that I do the best collective stops is my Black Nitro. Hands down. Nice. Doesn't matter what the setup is compared to my electrics. For some reason, that Nitro stops really well. It has that really nice blade sound. Like, everything mm-hmm. about it. It just, like, it feels so locked in when I do those stops. You think it's the weight compared to the electrics? Because it's, it's lighter than electric, right? It's I mean, it it's be. lighter, um, yeah, but not I mean, by much. It's not as light as like an N7 or something, but it it's definitely lighter than your Black Thunder. Yeah, I, I think, think it's like 12 and a half is my Black Thunder, and this is like 12. Like, it's like a half pound lighter. And, and Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was way lighter. No, maybe 11 something. I don't remember exactly, okay. but it's not like it's not like an XL well, Power that's 700. That's probably light. not enough to matter. Yeah. I don't know if it's hmm. the, the blades or the... Just my setup or maybe the weight distribution. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it just, when I stop it, it stops so much crisper. It has so yeah. much better sound and has such a better, like, I, I don't know, it's kind of weird sounding, but I get so much better, quote unquote, satisfaction <laughs> of doing those lay stops yeah. with that heli than I do with anything yeah. else. Hmm. So, um, you know, I'm still loving the Nitro and, and that motor's still holding up pretty well. Um, I haven't really tuned it. But I just fly kind of untuned and deal with it. It's okay. You know. <laughs> just fly through it. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, and then maneuvers. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm backflip, hard stop, front flip, hard stop. <laughs> like that's all I'm doing, anyways. <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So that I don't know, and that that event, I, yeah, everyone has to go to. It's, it's so much fun and. You know. I, I mean, like I said, I was having FOMO. Yeah. I wanted to be there so bad. Yeah. I'll, Not even to fly, just to hang out with everyone. Yeah, yeah, just to hang out and see some flights and stuff. Um, I got to say, so there's, there's a couple of flights I posted online, and I just want to, mm-hmm. like, one of them which st- stuck out the most for me is um, Andrew Merlino oh, yeah. flying a Gawi X7. Wasn't his mm-hmm. helicopter. And, you know, freaking throwing down. And I'm just thinking, like, in. Uh, so, like, I'm recording and I'm, you know, maybe about 10 feet to the left of him and maybe about two feet behind where he is. There's mm-hmm. moments where he gets really close to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'm just like, I'm going to film this. I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Um, yeah. And I got to say, like, the whole time he was flying, I'm like, that fucking stupid crown gear is going to strip. That crown gear is going to strip. That crown gear is going to strip. And he comes mm-hmm. and autos and everything and comes out landing and no freaking issue with the crown gear. And I'm just like, what? How is this guy fly that aggressive, that hard? You know, like <sighs> anger management, right? Like that's his nickname, right? Like how does he fly that you know how he does it? and not freaking strip out that You know thing? how he does it? How? Fucking skill, dude. I know. It's ridiculous. I don't, you and I don't have it. He does. He can push it 98% of the limit, but not go over the limit. And the other thing is, is like, it's, 
I don't know, like it's like a, a like he pushes it hard, but there's a smoothness. He's not. Yes, he's I don't not. Know. He that's, doesn't like. That's how they do it. Yeah. Like I was looking at like his hurricanes and the way he transitions, he'll like do a hurricane. So he's you know like inverted hurricane, and then he'll do like elevator flips and then go the other direction. Right. Uh. And when he does that, it's super smooth. Like the blades mm-hmm. aren't barking too loud. They're just like zhu 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 go done gone like you know the other direction comes back around zhu, 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 gone the other direction like so smooth and so yeah I, don't, precise. I, don't, I mean it's just skill it's same way with the nitro he never flies <laughs> like that's uh, a thing you know i don't know but you'll see guys fly nitro and throw down yeah and the freaking engine will never change yeah. tone it'll sound like perfect it'll be yeah perfect rpm the whole time doing tiktoks yeah. every freaking thing yeah when I try to fly, it's like, bro. I do one punch as <laughs> yeah, you know? I don't know how they do it. It's freaking yeah. mad skills. Yeah, it really is. I, I, so, um, yeah, it's a great flying. It's just, it's a great event overall. Um, I, I kind of want to say, like, I want to say that the, the amount of people there were might have been a little bit less. Now, don't quote me on that. I don't know that for a fact. But it felt a little bit smaller this year. And, okay. And granted, like fall mowdowns is usually smaller than spring fling, so maybe I'm just mm-hmm. comparing the two. Sure. Um, but it felt, yeah. They, they posted up, they had 107 pilots. Okay. And I know there And I know they had 141 at, at spring fling. Spring yeah. Fling. So definitely more people at spring fling. And fall mowdowns usually less, you know, historically, like every year is less. But, um,. Right. Yeah, just it, that's okay. still a pretty good turnout. Though. It is, and it could be just because I was kind of sitting in my own little world, because it's only one day. I was only there one day. Um, basically, Saturday night, I when, once I was done flying and I was you know partaking in the party scene a little, mm-hmm. having a couple of cocktails and stuff. Which I gotta say, Ryan made me this nasty cocktail. I mean, I don't know what the hell it was, but it was <laughs> terrible. Sorry, Ryan. I did not enjoy that cocktail. I mean, I drank it, but I didn't enjoy it. Um, <laughs> and then, and then Kevin made me a, a vodka tonic, you know, and that that, that was a lot better. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, you know, after I was like, okay, I'm not flying anymore. I'm gonna partake in some adult beverages and stuff. Sure. You know, I think around like twelve or one o'clock in the morning, I'm like, damn it, I gotta pack up all my shit. Because I got, I'm, I'm supposedly first thing in the morning. So, oh wow! And Ron also was uh, trying to head out first thing in the morning, so that way he can spend the rest of the mm-hmm. day with his family. And I think he wanted to maybe go take the boat out or something. So, I packed everything up and like I probably went to sleep around like three o'clock in the morning that Saturday morning. And after like around two thirty, they like shut the lights off, the towers off. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, eh, damn! I wish there was more night flying. You know. But um, but we I did get to see some awesome flying, so I'm not gonna complain. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I packed up my stuff. Basically, woke up Sunday morning at like six something. Um, didn't really say bye to anyone. Just kind of like we all just like Kevin, you know, we had all his stuff packed up. Ron had all his stuff packed up. We like you know we helped throw some garbage away. He hitched up, and we were all three of us were on our way. Um, yeah. So we we ended up leaving you know Sunday That's early cool. morning. So mm-hmm. it it's kind of funny because my my coworkers asked me, "Oh, how was your weekend?" I was like, "It was great. I had a really good fun time in Virginia." 
And then I'm thinking like, I spent 10 hours driving for basically like one day event, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it was worth it. Um, it was definitely worth it. So I can't wait for next year. I can't wait for the spring fling again. Can't wait for the fun fly season to to continue. Obviously, there's still mm-hmm. some events going on in Northeast that I'll be trying to hit up. But the major big events, I feel like, are kind of done now. You know, like this is kind of the last one yeah. in, in the Northeast. Obviously, Florida is going right. to have their events. And, so, you know, by yep. your way and stuff, you'll have some big events yep. still, too. We got a big one next weekend, actually. Is that the extravaganza? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm trying to sneak down there for a day. Okay, so let's talk about the main topic here. Now, flying on the road, what the hell does that mean? It means you stand in the road and you fly. Yeah, I think uh, I think Chris Nutt and Frank already done that before, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're talking about traveling. Whether it's driving, traveling for work, flying to different cities, mm-hmm. how can you experience the hobby and still have fun even if you're traveling all the time? Okay, so the first thing I'm going to say, and I know we wrote a couple of, you know, key points here, but I didn't write this down, is sending out the word that you're going to be flying somewhere, um, going somewhere. I did this yeah. when I went to Denver, when I went to mm-hmm. Colorado. And I posted on the Hangout and says, hey, is there anyone that, you know, flies in the Denver area? I'll be in town from this day to this day. So I want to see if I can coordinate some stuff. And I did. You know, I was able to meet up with someone. Um, I flew their helicopter. I flew, I think, their Oxy-5 on a jetty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Ox- not 5. Oxy-4 on a jetty. And, you know, really, I took, like, one flight. I think I was, did I fly to 516? Oh, maybe it was the 516 I flew. But yeah, I basically took one flight and I was like, okay, it's not my radio. It's not my equipment. It's, you know, I'm, it kind of feels foreign to me. So I'm just going to, like, I don't want to crash this shit. So let me just yeah, sure. take a flight. I got that out of me, you know, and, and let him fly. And, and I just hung out the rest of the day with him. Nice. You didn't take anything with you. But I didn't take anything with me. Yes. So, so we're talking about the flip side. And this is not when we travel for fun flies, right? We're not talking about purposely, you know, packing helis to go to an event. We're talking about, Mm -hmm. like you say, you know, business trip, your maybe a vacation, right? Family vacation or something. Absolutely. So, first of all, we'll kind of break it down to different sections. Now, the method of traveling is going to definitely determine what you can bring, right? Or how much of something you can bring. I think more than anything. Yeah. So, we broke down the traveling aspects to three main subtopics or subpoints, right? You're driving. Mm -hmm. Hey, I used to work for the NBA and I used to do an event called Basketball Hall of Fame. And when I would I would drive from where I live in Jersey to um to where is it Massachusetts um Springfield Massachusetts mm-hmm. right so like this was before I was really in the hobby but I could have easily brought a car full of helicopters if I wanted to or one uh, or an airplane yeah. you know yeah I'm I'm gonna say I think driving your limiting factor is gonna be your car the type of car your and, vehicle yes. and how the type of car and how much you want to fool with yes because you could feasibly take. Tons of stuff. Yeah. If you want to fool with it. Technically, you could take what you take on the weekends to go flying, right? Like, well, yeah, 
I mean, maybe not that much, just because most people pack their car absolutely full for a fun fly. Well, no, I'm not talking about a fun but, fly, but yeah, like going you to could your take field. Big helis. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like going to your club field to fly for the for Sunday sure. or Saturday, right? You could pack up the car and still All have room helis. for your luggage, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So, so driving is the most. You you get the most capacity, but it limits your region of where you can go, right? So, like, you know, like I said, like I would have to stay within probably about five hour drive. Well, I mean, it depends. Some people will spend a week on the road, travel thousands of miles. Yeah, say you Uh, sell vacuum cleaners or the encyclopedia, right? Right. (laughs) And we're not even we've not even touched on truck drivers yeah. that are on the road constantly. Right. So, so that's kind of a part of it too. Okay. Yeah. So driving, you can take what you need. You can take as many battery packs, right? Right. You know, you no limit on battery packs. You can really no limit except for the capacity of your car of helis and um, parts, tools, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Now that I'm kind of thinking about this, I'm wondering if one of the main things of this is where are you going to fly once you get to your destination yeah that might affect what you take yes so you know maybe you reached out on heli hangout or one of the facebook groups early on and you're like is there any neighboring clubs that i can write a club or a, yeah. a heli active club yeah heli active club. and and you know we we might be heli eccentric but this this qualifies quantifies also for Planes and quads, like mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. because you can find an airplane club or a moto, not a uh, multi GP club, right? Or or one of those like other clubs that kind of speci- specialize in in, a, in um, a discipline of aircrafts, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so determining like okay, there's no clubs that I'm going to be by, or maybe that I just don't have time because clubs usually are active on the weekends more than the weekdays, right? So if you're right. like spending Three days in Chicago, and it's Monday through Wednesday. Like a club might not work for you, but finding local parks that are, you know, big yes. enough for you to fly. Maybe it's where you could just kind of get in there and get out real quick. You know, <laughs> kind of drive mm-hmm. by flying. <laughs> right, and that's and like I said, the location. If you're near a city or an urban area you're kind of going to be limited to a park, most likely. Mm-hmm. And you're going to want a smaller yeah. something, you know, a small flight test plane yeah, or, you know, a UMX type plane mm-hmm. or a small heli like an Oxy or or a Fireball or or something like that, most yeah. likely. Well, let's let's say like a, a 500 and down, you know. Um, yeah. I don't want to just say Oxys or like a brand well, specific. Yeah, but... three, I'm thinking more like a 380 and okay, down. a 380 and down. For a... For a Small part yeah. or a you know baseball diamond size part. Mm-hmm. Um, Even a five hundred, I feel like starts getting noisy and yeah. attracts attention and stuff. Yeah, and depending on how rural or suburban that place is going to be, or right. How and that was my next side. point is if you're going somewhere that's a rural area, I mean it's not unfeasible that you could take a seven hundred. Yeah. And fly it mm-hmm. over a farm field somewhere. Yep. Off the side of the road or, you know. Yeah. Um, so driving, you do definitely have more options. You, you can bring, um, you know, the essentials, right? What are the essentials you can bring when you drive? You can bring 
more than one aircraft normally, right? Um, obviously, mm-hmm. if you got if you're into quads, you can bring like four quads easily, as you can bring yeah. one quad, right? So that that's less sure. limiting factor. I think a that, whole sack full of quads. Yeah, I think I think the planes and helicopters are where you're gonna limit more with the size of your vehicle and sure. you know the capacity. Um, and, and what you have, right? Like, if you're one of them 3D guys that only have 20%, you know, 30% or whatever, like the 105cc planes, 120cc planes, yeah. Unless, <laughs> yeah, unless you want to pull your trailer right. with you everywhere you go, yeah. you just forget you're it. You're not going to bring that plane, right? You're going to bring but your... you know what almost every one of those guys I've ever met has? A foamy. They have a little, uh, uh, three, um, shit. What's the name of the little foamy? Twisted Hobbies? Twisted Hobbies. Yeah. Crack yak or something that yep. they tool around with, yep. and those are perfect. Well, those is perfect, perfect. absolutely perfect. Yep. Um, so and then helicopters we were mentioned at three eighty size and smaller. Sure. Um, tools, you know. Do you bring tools? Do you not bring tools? You know, if you're driving and you're going to be on the road for two three weeks, probably a good idea to bring your parts and tools, right? So if you do yes. have a accident or crash, or um, spare parts for quads or maybe foam tack or CA glue for plates. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to kind of break this down real quick okay. into two categories. I'm just going to do planes and helis. Okay. And I feel like for planes, you, you, you don't need very many tools. Mm-hmm. You need a few drivers, Phillips or whatever. Yeah. You need some pliers. Yep. And possibly a, a small adjustable and then for parts i feel like you need a servo definitely some props yeah definitely props and yeah. whatever prop uh call it or anything to a prop adapter yeah if you're rubber banding your props on extra you know rubber bands. yeah extra rubber bands mm-hmm, yeah but beyond that unless you like a really <sighs> A bottle of foam tack. Yeah, some glue, right? Some adhesives, right? Some glues, maybe, maybe some epoxy. CA. Uh, but you, you can't really, I don't feel like you need to carry spare parts for the plane so much. No. I think. I feel like if you're going to do this, you want something like an EPO type plane or maybe a couple small flight test planes or something. And if you really crash it, it's just, you know. Yeah, so well, t- talking about flight tests, do you bring a hot glue gun? Yes. Right? Yeah, so a hot glue gun could be one of your tools you bring with you. Yeah, I, I would probably put together a, a kit. Yeah. You know, foam tack, top glue, CA, possibly a, one of those small mini hot glue guns. Yeah, also like couple maybe... A couple screwdrivers, a couple long nose pliers, yeah. and maybe a servo or something. Mm-hmm. I don't foresee needing, you know, everything that you possibly no. might need, but you need a small little kind of consolidated a crash kit type kit. Of deal, right? For playing, sure, mm-hmm. absolutely. And that's why I was talking about the the twisted hobby type stuff. Those are absolutely perfect because you could take four or five props, you crash that thing all day long and not yeah. need anything. And and the worst the worst I've ever crashed mine is you crash it and you know the foam would just break and you just um not hot glue you just foam yep. tack it back foam tack it back together and twenty minutes you go again yeah yeah easily yep. absolutely not even twenty minutes if you do it with the the tack maneuver where you tack it up let it dry five minutes and then put it together done six minutes yeah. that thing's glued back yeah. together and 
yeah. you know, pretty much permanent. It won't break mm-hmm. at that spot ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I suppose you could throw in a few barbecue skewers mm-hmm. or a few pieces of carbon fiber if you need to yeah. brace something a little bit if you wanted to. Yeah, for sure. But it's not going to be very difficult. No. Now, helis mm-hmm. are a little more complicated, and I think you need a, a little bit more stuff. Yes. But again, for traveling, I would still do a consolidated toolkit. Mm-hmm. And I think you need a full set of drivers, suppliers. Um, let's see, what else would you absolutely have to have? Probably CA glue again. CA, maybe epoxy, maybe a roll of three uh, M tape, three M double sided tape. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and pos- some zip ties. Yeah, zip ties. Small I'll- zip ties. And then your parts. And then a few parts, yes. Yeah. So the parts couldn't be a few to a lot, depending depending on the kit. Like, depending on the heli, you know. Like, Oxy-3, let's just say, right? Or like a 300 size. Mm-hmm. You can pretty much have all your parts with you. Most of those parts fit in a little bin, you know? Yeah, like a shoebox yeah. size container. Right. You know, shoebox maybe a little bit bigger, but you can fit most of that stuff in there. Now, if you're bringing in 700, you know, now you're talking about, you know, extra sets of blades. Those end up being a lot bigger, obviously. Your mm-hmm. tail booms mm-hmm. or other things like that. Um, usually the parts bin for a 700 is going to be a little bit bigger. Yeah, considerably bigger. Yeah. Um, so those are yeah, things to think true. about too. Like, you know, yeah, I could fit a 700, but do you want to also bring all the 700 parts with you? Right. Not saying you can't do it, but kind of in the theme that we're talking about, we're business travel or something. Mm -hmm. I almost feel like a 380 and down is probably where it's at. Yeah. Just for space and the ability to carry one shoebox full of parts to fix almost any crash Mm -hmm. and spare blades and all that stuff in just a small. Yeah. I'm, like something like a, a carry-on size small suitcase could fit a couple 380s and every part you would need and every tool you could think of. Sure. And one little kit with wheels on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, that's fair, right? Like, that's, yeah. you know, like. Not saying that you can't do 700s. Yeah. But I feel like that's going to be the exception to probably the rule for and just general business travel. Obviously, all this can also depend on like your time that you have, your free time that you have to do this, right? Sure. Like I've done a lot of business travels, and you know, some some trips I have days of free time. Some trips mm-hmm. I'm like back to back everything, and, and with the jet lag right. and everything, I just you know I don't want to do anything but like rest and. And do my right. job, right? So, so it all other depends. trips you might have six hours every evening to sit in a hotel and stare at the wall. Yeah, or you could wrench on a heli, or right? Wrench or go find a field or go to a, mm-hmm. you know like an RC shop. And check stuff. out right, check out hobby shops. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite things to do. Me too. In a different area is to find a hobby shop and go see what they have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so that's the driving aspect, right? And now let's hit the mm-hmm. the same thing, but on the public transportation side. So like okay. maybe you're taking a bus, maybe you're taking a train, like an Amtrak cross country. Now you're limited 
yes. on the space you can bring. But you're not you're less limited on what you can bring now. Mm-hmm. Compared to an airplane, sure. I think airplane you'll you'll we'll see, especially with the lipo stuff, right? You're limited to yeah. ba- battery capacity. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. But like you know, if you take an Amtrak and I mean, you don't disclose it and you kind of be safe about it, you can bring four twelve S stick packs if you wanted in your you know in your backpack. Yeah. Like no one's really going to question that, really. Um, the how much you want to lug and carry and with you, I think, is more of the limiting factor. Yes. Like, do you want to just shove a few things in your suitcase or your carry-on and that mm-hmm. be that? Yeah. Do you want to have a dedicated bag just for this stuff? I'm shaking I mean, my how head How much no. stuff do you want to mm-hmm. carry around with you? Yeah. yeah I mean, and, and remember, this is a side thing that you're doing. At, you know, your, your, pure, your, your main purpose of this trip is to do the business or – do the vacationing with your family or that and this, you know, like it's not for the hobby. So how much space and, and like frustration do you take or, you right. know, how use? much more work are you going to create right. yourself by lugging this stuff yes, around? Yes. That's a good way of saying it. Yes. So that's something to consider, right? I don't want to carry a 700 from taking Jersey no. Transit. No way. No way. Even a 500 would uh, be again, no that's, way. That's kind of why I'm thinking smaller stuff's probably yes. going to be better because you could feasibly tuck a 380 in your suitcase. Yeah. Or like a, and, an 0450, right? Like a, an Oxy 4 running 325. Yeah. Like yeah, absolutely. Easily. The blades fold in easily yeah. fit in a Three, suitcase. 380 down. Yeah. You know, Oxy, Oxy 3 or. You know, any of the 380s yeah, Oxy three, or Oxy the 325 size mm-hmm. old four fifties. Yep, yep. Um, and then and that also, you know, with the limited space and the hassle and how much work you're gonna have to do to to bring stuff with you, um, also determines your parts and tools. Yes. You know? Um you might not so what, bring any. You know? Yes. And it and the length of your trip, mm-hmm. the duration too. Yeah. I kind of feel like you should always carry a set of main and tail blades and enough drivers to change the blades because mm-hmm. you could easily have a little tip over and you don't want to be put out just because one blade is cracked. But where does that stop though? Like, do I bring links? Because I could pop a link or break a link or break a servo arm, yes. you know? Do I bring those two? They're so small. They you, could fit in a little sandwich bring, Ziploc you bring, bag. You bring links and blades Possibly landing gear, if it's not too big. I would stop at shafts, and kind of here's my reasoning on that. To change a spindle shaft, for instance, Mm -hmm. you have to take stuff apart, and you got to deal with greasy bearings, and you need to replace those bearings. A main shaft, you're gonna you're gonna need to replace main bearings. Well, you should. You're talking about actually. (laughs) Well, we're talking about more. More wrenching and breakdown. So if you're on a one or two day trip, yeah, I say not worth it. If you bend that or break that, that's fine. Now, if you break a blade or something, okay, you can five minutes swap that out. Mm-hmm. No big deal. That's where I would stop it. Anything that took more than five minutes to fix. Now, if you're going to be gone for a month, then there you just bring everything you've got and enough tools to fix any problem. Yeah. That's kind of, that's sort of my opinion of it. Yeah, and that makes sense, you know. Um, okay, so we'll kind of quickly go into 
So public transportation, like bringing quads is easy, but bringing planes will probably be very difficult. Um, not even difficult, just just straight up annoying. Like, where are you going to put that? The plane's fragile. You don't want people, like, you put it in the overhead or somewhere and someone takes their bag and smashes right next to your plane, you know? Like, so I feel like... Possibly, like, FPV wings or something that you can, like, shove in a backpack. Wouldn't be too bad. Yeah. Small size type stuff. Yeah, I mean... Anything. It's going to have to be small. It's going to be small. Even if you bought, like, a UMX plane and kept it in the box... Which is pretty protective. It's still big. It's still pretty big, yeah. 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 Maybe a night vapor. <laughs> you know, like really, really small. Yeah, but then you you just fart on it and it breaks. So yeah. I don't know what you Um So I think planes get to be very <laughs> difficult to uh bring on trips when you're not driving. Mm-hmm. Um next one is flying. And I think it's nearly impossible to bring a plane on an airplane. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that's feasible at all. You know, um, it's good. the quads you can do, the hell, small helis you can do, um, but then you have to worry about lipos, right? Yes. You know, how many lipos does an, uh, can you bring? Do you bring one success 1250 for your Oxy 3 or Oxy 4? Or do you bring like three of them because that will still be underneath the five, what do you call it, five amp hour limit or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the limit. Yeah, what, whatever something. the limit is, though. But, like, you know, do you... You can bring quite a few little small batteries. Mm-hmm. You know? Did you, here's this other thing we haven't really touched on yet with the public transportation or the, the flying in an airplane. You've got to have some way to charge those batteries. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to have to small charger as well. Right. So, yeah, you have to bring a small charger and, you you know... ISDT, hands down. You know, you get one of those little chargers. You got to have a power supply. Yeah, and you get a little power supply, whether it's a power supply or it could even be one of them like laptop charging brick power supplies. Couldn't power those things. That's what I've I've got one of the the eye charger the uh, is it the ten oh six with the yeah the adapter and with a six amp laptop supply. Mm-hmm. Shoot you. I mean, you can charge anything with it, just yeah, slower. Yeah. But you can charge a whole handful of 230S or Oxy 3 batteries yeah. oh, easily. in just a few minutes. Yep. Yeah. Works great. Yeah. So that's another thing, right? Like you need to bring a charger with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and a smaller charger. You're not going to want to, I'm not going to bring my charging case, my, Hell no. you know, Nanook, whatever it is. It's basically a 1450 size case. Like, I'm not bringing that thing. It weighs, first of all, it weighs like, 50 pounds or 40 pounds or whatever, whatever it weighs. Yeah. No, you know, absolutely. No. You're not bringing that in. No, but I mean, maybe in the car, you could throw it in there. Yeah. Definitely in the car, you can throw it in there, but it's just another then, little it's case. It's a lot to lug around. But like, what do I have for things like that? I have a little Nanook type of case. It's not a Nanook, but it's a case that uh, Kevin got me. And I have a Q6 ISDT charger with a mm-hmm. 400 or 300 watt. No, 400 watt power supply in there, like a computer power supply. Yeah. It's all perfect. 3D printed, the hop deck and everything, and it's it's perfect for those receiver packs or, like you're saying, the Blade 230s or Oxy 3 batteries. Perfect for those. I could charge them all day, and you know, I think I, the most I can charge with that power supply is like seven or eight amps. But that's mm-hmm. perfectly fine for small batteries. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Any other aspect of flying or public transportation that 
that we need to consider? Uh, don't forget, don't forget you got to do something with your transmitter. Yeah. So probably carry that on. Yeah. When you're flying, or maybe put the case it's in in some other case, but yeah, you can put them in like your, something your to suitcase. have to consider. Yeah. Yeah. So that that gets hard too, right? Um. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, so I guess really the conclusion is it sucks to travel <laughs> and fly, right? Like just driving stay is home. fine. Don't go anywhere. Driving is fine, but any other just methods? stay home. Don't drive anywhere more than three hours from your house. <laughs> You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, so it's quite interesting. Uh, <laughs> I guess driving would be the really only method. I mean, now there are other things, right? Like, can you ship your stuff if you know you're going to be like when I was away for in 2007, I went to uh, Las Vegas for three weeks for work. I knew that I was going to be there for three weeks. Like I had my plane ticket, hotels all booked. I had everything. Like I potentially, I don't know if I was in a hobby back then. I, I've only started a hobby in 2014. But if I was in a hobby back then, what can I do? Yeah, I could have shipped out a small box with my charger, batteries, helicopter, mm-hmm. tra- transmitter, everything. Just ship it to the hotel, you know? Um, probably wouldn't cost me too much back in 2007. I don't know. But um, that is an option. I don't think that's a very good option. <laughs> I feel like if that shit got yeah. lost, I'd be really pissed. Or if that got damaged, I'd be really pissed, you know? Right. You're uh, taking a risk. Yeah, sure. definitely taking a risk for having some comfort of not having to lug the stuff with you on an airplane. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to touch for, for just a second mm-hmm. on, like I said, uh, truck driving. Yeah. Truck drivers. Yeah. Chris Breams. Kind of akin to, you know? Yeah. Kind of akin to driving where you're not really limited by what you can take or how much, but you're somewhat limited by the space you have. Yeah. So again, this is why smaller stuff might be better. Mm-hmm. But you could feasibly take any charger you want. You just put it back there in the bunk. Yeah, or your front passenger seat. But most any, 90- any batteries, mm-hmm. all your tools and stuff, and you can just those can just live in your truck. Yeah. So if you're gone for a couple of weeks, no big deal. Mm-hmm. That in that instance, I would definitely take the parts and the whole toolkit where I could work on stuff. Yeah. Now, now, with with the long haul drivers and stuff, or just the truck drivers in general, do they actually have time to? Yeah, you're you're uh, quite a bit of time actually. Yeah, I, I don't you're know. Limited by how many driving hours. Uh, it's I don't have to keep a logbook because I'm exempt from that, so I haven't really looked it up. But I think you're only allowed eight hours of actual driving in every twenty four, something like that. Really. So you have to have so many hours of, or maybe. I feel like eight 10. hours is short. I feel like truck. I know it, sometimes drive way late, longer than that. I would say like maybe twelve yeah. hour max or something. Uh, I don't think it's twelve anymore. I, I could be totally wrong. I'm sure Chris is screaming at his radio right now. Well, Chris, let us Chris know. Screams. Let us know if there's but any there's limitations. There's definitely restrictions on how much. You can drive, so you do have downtime, but and it, it can get boring. But where is your downtime, though? Let's think about that. I know a lot of times he, 
I, I seen a post online and it has aggravation that he has to go to the George Washington Bridge to cross Bronx Expressway into mm-hmm. like some food place or whatever in, in like the Bronx. <laughs> he ain't flying yeah. anywhere near here. <laughs> like No, no, no. Yeah. But a lot of trucks are out on the open road at yeah. truck stops and stuff. Yeah, truck stops. So you have time mm-hmm. to wrench or work on things or maybe go get a flight out behind yeah, a lot of truck stops are out in the country, yeah, so yeah, in the parking it's lot. not unfeasible yeah. that you can go fly out and behind over a field or something and not bother anyone. Yeah, yeah, very Foamy true. Foamy plane or or a small heli w- wouldn't be uncommon at all, I don't think. Hmm. So, again, like I said, I would take the tools and the parts to fix any mishaps I had if you're going to be gone for a week or two on the road. Mm-hmm. And that all makes sense, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Uh, let's see. Are we missing anything else? So, what what about vacation, right? Um, is there any difference between business trips and vacation? Because one's business and one's pleasure, right? So, does that have any type of factor into what you can bring or what you should bring, per se? Um. It- so is it a vacation by yourself or a family Let's vacation? Let's say family vacation. Um okay, obviously then it's way bigger pain in the ass and way more work yes. than a business trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just get that out of the way right For now. For sure. You don't have time to fly, you don't gonna have time to rent, you're gonna have time to do anything. Yes. I agree. <laughs> Uh, whether it's you or the wife that's planning the trip, like the itinerary. Whoever planned it, if you've got a wife and some kids, oh, yeah, you ain't got time to do nothing. Time to do dick. <laughs> uh, Just telling it like it is. Yeah. yeah, no frills, no BS. We'll just tell you, you don't got time to do anything. You're going to want to, you know, between the, the, the sightseeing and whatever you're doing in whatever town, you know. Um, you already have enough of like your family luggage and all the crap that you're bringing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ain't gonna be able to bring mm-hmm. an extra suitcase for yourself. No way. No. I mean, I I don't know. I can't say completely no way, but if you know, you might have the coolest wife in the world and or coolest partner in the world, and and it's okay to whatever bring a helicopter with you on a family trip. Sure. Yeah. Again, this is where I think a small heli in your suitcase. <laughs> yeah. And Imagine hiding not one. many parts. <laughs> If you're going to the beach or somewhere, go out on the beach, fly over the ocean. Yeah. Pray to God you don't dunk it in there. I see that could be fun. Sure. Something small. I mean, nothing big. Yeah. And if you crash it, oh, just forget about it till you get home. I wouldn't worry about taking a bunch of parts and stuff. Yeah. Unless uh, unless you're trying to do fly every single day. Yes. Now. Yeah. <laughs> If if you're flying every day like Craig did, and you go with one heli and no parts, yeah. well, then <laughs> you're just asking for it. I don't, I don't know. What, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. <laughs> you're uh, going to get made fun of. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. Uh, so, are we missing any other aspects of this? Um, probably. Yeah, I think most I don't know definitely. What they are. So we're going to leave it up to our listeners to so comment on this post and or send Absolutely. us an email and let us know what what aspect do we miss? You know, maybe there's something that you've done that you've experienced and you let us know and we'll we'll read on the show and share your experience with uh, our listeners. There's one little thing we could bring up that's not necessarily flying, 
But if you're traveling a lot, if you're doing air travel mm -hmm. and you're flying different cities all the time, maybe you just take a, uh, make sure you have a computer with a good simulator. Yeah. So, so we didn't... when you're sitting in a hotel or whatever, mm -hmm. got some downtime, maybe sim a little bit. Yeah. Practice. Yeah. Don't even worry about lugging anything. Just a sim and a... And a transmitter, yeah. Or, or, yeah, or like a real flight controller or something yeah. where you don't even have to worry about it. And I would recommend for all the folks that are, you know, that have... Like, obviously, you got to have a laptop, right? You're not looking at your desktop right. with you're you. Right, you're going to have... Um, no. But... If you have your laptop with you, bring a way to connect it to a TV. And the reason I'm saying is most hotels these days are providing LCD TVs, right? So flat screens. Mm -hmm. And they'll give you sometimes – some hotels will give you a method of hooking it up to the TV where you can just – Almost all of them that have flat screens, even if you have to – that's a good point, Steve, because yeah. I carry a, like a 12-foot HDMI cable in, in my laptop yep. bag. Mm-hmm. And even if you have to unplug the cable box, yep. like if it's a like a weird special TV that has only one, you can still plug your computer into the hotel TV. I've done that many yes. times. Yes, and that means you can sim on a bigger screen, which mm -hmm. makes the experience just that much better. Right. Now, you have to have a decent laptop. If you've got yeah. a low-end laptop, it might not work so great. Yeah. Yeah, don't take... But if you have one strong enough to run a sim, then you're golden. Yeah. Don't take your 10-year-old laptop with Real Flight X and <laughs> try to play it <laughs> on a big screen TV in a hotel room. Like, you're no. not getting there. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I just that I just want to mention that because that's something... No, that's something a great point. That you can do, you can advance your skills and stuff, and you might have to take the laptop anyway, so you're not lugging any extra shit. Yeah, for sure. And even if you have to lug an extra laptop, like you have a an Alienware gaming laptop, and then you have like, like for me, I have a Mac that I use for my work, mm -hmm. so be it. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I, I have a like a backpack kind of a laptop bag that you can, yeah. that holds my big gaming laptop mm -hmm. and you can fit another normal laptop in there with it so oh, i just easily. have one bag yeah and this big backpack thing you can fit a transmitter in there and the whole works nice that works really well nice cool all right yeah that's a great point bring a sim with you if anything right yep all right faux show awesome okay i guess let's move it on to the next uh thing here let's move it on all right, let's uh, do some news. And announcements. Okay, what do we have? Well, you know, one of my favorite companies. And <laughs> are, we, are you not sponsored by them by now? Come on. I don't, I don't know why not. I know, right? You need to get on that real I, quick. <laughs> I, I don't have any information about this other than I know they're at Nall in the fall. Okay. But Flex Innovations is coming out with a Mamba 120. The Mamba is the biplane. They first had the Mamba, Mamba 70, which is a 70cc gas airframe. Oh, so that's the biplane, CC of the motor. Balsa. Yes. Oh, 120cc. And then big. they had a Mamba 10, which is a small foamy, okay. like a 40 inch or so. And they just recently come out with a Mamba 60, which is like a 60 inch size, which is a pretty good size foam plane. Like it's. For a it's foamy, that's pretty big, yeah. It's a biplane, too, so I mean, yeah. it, it's big. Right, right. Well, the, the newest one is the 120, 
Now this is a like full, you know, 33 or 40% type of a deal. Mm-hmm. 120 cc gas engine. Wow. I don't know anything about it yet other than I'm sure it'll be really freaking awesome. Yeah. It's at all in the fall and I didn't have time tonight to go dig around for Facebook videos and stuff to see if there's anything about it. I just, I saw some pictures. I know it's there, mm-hmm. but that's pretty neat. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And those things fly fantastic. I know a bunch of guys that have the 70, mm-hmm. the boss, the 70 CC, and I've flown them. Man, it just, it flies like a dream. It's a really fantastic plane. Nice. Awesome. Cool. So, looking forward to seeing more about that. Mm-hmm. And we've got the pre-order open for the yellow version of the Kraken. It's yellow and blue scheme. The lightweight scheme, yeah. And it also comes with a titanium main mm-hmm. shaft and spindle. Yep. And supposedly the actual canopy and boom and everything lighter. is lighter too. It's yep. somehow different. Yeah, it's, I don't, it's thinner. If they could it really make it is, lighter, yeah. wouldn't they just make it lighter to start with? I don't think it's as, um, I mean, don't quote me on this, but I don't think it's as strong. Because it is okay. thinner. Like, you can, okay. the canopy, the main canopy, like, you know, it's a three-piece design, right? You have your your lowers, sure. your your tail boom, and your nose, right? Your canopy. And when I looked at the yellow one, it definitely felt a lot thinner and a lot lighter. Okay. okay. Um, so, who knows how that holds up in a crash? Well, that makes sense because I, I remember seeing somewhere like some different way of laying up the carbon to where it was lighter. And I was like, well, why the fuck not just do that to start with? Yeah. But if it's thinner, then, well, okay. Yeah. So this, this is, this is all, this is a lighter scheme version, which is all available, um, to upgrade your current Kraken if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I love is the white skins on this Holly. I think that looks, Amazing. That's pure, um, you know, visual. Like it's, uh, Mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with performance. I don't think it's lighter or anything, but it just looks better for white lighting skids. Um, but the white white skids are nice because they give a contrast. You can see them when you're doing maneuvers and stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the Kraken, uh, canopy, the boom, the lower side frames, those are all lighter. And obviously, titanium over steel is going to be lighter too. And mm-hmm. all these upgrades, overall weight savings is about half a pound, a little bit over half a pound, which is fantastic. Okay. You know, so yeah, that's substantial. Yeah, so I think it brings the goblin, the kraken, just a tad over twelve pounds. I think, like, I mean, tad under okay. twelve pounds, like eleven nine or eleven yeah. times like that. So, nice. so that's awesome. I actually prefer the yellow color scheme myself. Um, like I've always hmm. liked yellow aircraft because you can see them really well. Yeah, but I mean, the orange you can see pretty well too. Mm, not in dark conditions. Yeah. I mean, not in low light. Yellow pops much better in low light mm. stuff, like flying late in the evening. For me. Yeah. Yeah, orange is visible, but I feel like the lighter colors show up better in lower light conditions. Okay. Yeah. So, and I just like the yellow better. Yeah, <laughs> you like orange. I like yellow. Mm-hmm. But it is nice that they're giving you this option as a kit. 
And not having to like source these parts out. Yes, separately. absolutely. That was what I was getting ready to say. Mm-hmm. The kit is going to sell for one thousand one hundred fifty-eight bucks. Which is funny. It's on. I, I think that's only a hundred dollars more than the other kit. I think it's less than that, isn't it? Wasn't the kit one thousand ninety six? I we let's look this up because I recall. I was thinking it was right under eleven hundred bucks. I thought it was about the same. I mean, not or was it ten fifty? So the Kraken is ten ninety six. No, wow, so it's, it's less than a hundred dollars. It's literally like sixty dollar price difference, mm-hmm. fifty nine dollars. Yep, and I it would be. I'm considerably more to buy that. Oh, definitely. Like, like the canopy set alone, it's going to cost you like $200. Yeah. Well, I mean, granted, you'll have two sets of canopy, right? But let's let's be on that. The shafts, the titanium shaft and main shafts, got to at least be 40 bucks. I'm going to say, mm-hmm. I don't know for a fact. I, I can't look it up, but I'm thinking at least 40 or 50 bucks. Yeah. For those two shafts. Yeah, so, so I mean, yeah. if you if you want this and you want a kit, then it makes sense. Like, if I was going to order one, this is what I would yeah, order. Yeah, yeah, why bother? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Me too. Just, just, I mean, the way, yeah, lighter's better, but if it's weaker, meh. But I just prefer the color. Yeah, and. That's just me. And, and later on, you can always, like, well, okay, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm not so great at landing and I keep on breaking the lower skids. And then you can order yourself the traditional canopy set if you want to, you know? Um. Yeah. But why not? Yeah, once you smash this one in the ground yeah. or the tree or whatever. The then tree. You know. <laughs> uh, flagpole, maybe. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I mean, but like, yeah, to get the titanium shafts and stuff, <laughs> like that alone is going to cost you more difference. So why not, right? Right. And, right. and on, you know, truthfully spoken, like if I were to have a hard landing, I'd probably break the orange ones too. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, if I, if I, if I botch an auto, I think it's going to be the way I'm going to break those lowers. So, um, yeah. And it still comes with the 690 blades and the 115 tail, so that's still cool. It still comes with blades and everything. So really, it's the same kit, but just upgraded and only mm-hmm. $59 more, 60 bucks more. Yeah. No-brainer, in my opinion. Yep. I mean, we knew this was coming. We saw it at Urchin stuff, mm-hmm. but I think the pre-order just this week sometimes when I saw it. Yeah. Or last week. So, Cool. Cool. All right. What else do we have? What else we got? This is not exactly RC related, but I saw news that Microsoft is bringing back the Microsoft Flight Simulator. Wow. Nice. It's been gone for, I don't know, a decade? I I don't understand why. I don't know. (laughs) Why they're bringing it back or why it has been gone? No, I mean, either. Like, why bring it back? (laughs) It's been gone forever. I don't know. I don't know. I man, I I played with this. Like last version I had was like two thousand or something, and I've spent countless hours flying this thing. Well, they're also on Cessnas, jets, helicopters, the whole works. Yeah. Well, they're also one thing that's different is they're making it available for the Xbox One. So oh, it's coming to your gaming console, not just that's your Windows cool. Ten machine. Well, is that cool though? Because how are you going to control it? I'm sure they'll make a, a, you know, what what Kevin loves to play with his Thrustmaster. 
Um, I'm sure they'll make one in in Xbox, For an Xbox. One form. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe even sell it as a kit. Like, you get the Thrustmaster with the flight simulator. Pedals and everything. You know? Well, anyway, it's 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 neat. Like, I, I bring it up because most people in the hobby are fans of aviation. Mm-hmm. In one way or another. So, I think it's neat. Nice. The more sims and the more aviation stuff. Yeah. The better. Yeah, you can. It can actually be a good thing for the hobby. It might bring people sure. into the hobby. Like I say, what? You know? Who knows what five-year-old kid starts playing with this because his dad got it and develops that love of aviation and starts flying airplanes or damn. I guess I gotta get this. Huh? Is that older. what you're telling me? <laughs> uh, yeah. I have an sure. Xbox One, and yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, I also have a gaming computer, like Windows 10 machine, so I could do either one. But yeah, awesome. I mean, you never know. Yeah. It could bring people in. No, I, th- I think, it, I mean, it can do more good than harm, you know? Yeah. So Cool. Awesome. All right. Do we have any other news or shall we move it on to what's next for you in the hobby? Uh, what's next for you, Steve? So this weekend I will probably not go flying just because I've been away for the two past two weekends. Mm-hmm. Um so I know the wife was kind of like, "Hey, next weekend you yeah, you're you're mine. Like you're, you're going to have to kind of lay off the hobby just for for a weekend or two." So and then the weekend following that is also my wife's birthday, so it's like, "Okay, it's, yeah, it is weekend following. So, so um, the next two weekends, yeah, I probably won't be doing much flying. Um, I am gonna try simming because there's a couple maneuvers that I want to learn to do. Oh yeah, what are these? I can't describe them. Yeah, there's one maneuver that Devin <laughs> does that I, I really like. You can't describe them because it's a secret, or you just can't describe them because you can't. I can't describe, describe them. them. Like, okay, so one is <laughs> Devin. Devin McClellan does this, and I'm stealing this move from him. Um, and I haven't told him to face, I, I like that maneuver. I'm going to steal it. And it's basically, you're coming either left or right. And it doesn't matter if you're upright or inverted, but you basically knife edge the heli and then you do an elevator flip, a half flip, okay. and then you come either inverted or upright. And it's like a weird maneuver and it's hard to describe and hard to imagine until you see it. And when you see Devin do it and he does it very cleanly, it looks, it looks very precise and looks nice. Um, okay, so you, you, and you keep on the same track you were on. Yeah, yeah. Like the helicopter still goes left to right or right to left in that same um, so speed. So you flip and, it up knife edge, like say disc in, and you do a three hundred sixty degree. Not three sixty, one eighty. So, so oh one eighty. So, okay, so let's say you're this. going forward, then you end up, then you finish going backwards. Backwards, and okay, then you, then you. you do it again, and you now revert back to going forwards. Do you go from upright to inverted? You can. Or do you just that's go a, stay upright? That's the great part. Time. You can go upright, inverted, or you can go upright, and you can flip both ways too. So you could go upright, yeah, and then pop it, and then come upright again, or you could go upright and do a elevator like backflip, or yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like you can do different ways. So mm-hmm. it gets very complicated, and it's hard to really. Shit, I'm gonna steal that. I think I could figure out how to do that. And like I've I've got you, and it sounds real. It, I bet it it looks complicated. It does, but it looks and so really good. cool. But it sounds like something that's in like I could 
probably do. I'm going to give you one advice. It doesn't sound that complicated. It's when you go knife edge, you give a lot more collective than you think. Okay. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like you're tilting the door up and then you're swinging the door around. That's what it looks like. You take the helicopter disc, you flip it knife edge, then you swing it around and then you put it back down. And then you pop it up the other okay. way and then swing it around the other way and then pop it back down. I'll, I'll try to get a clip of it. I, I'm sure that. it's in one of uh, maybe Bill's video of Devin flying recently. I'll, I'll try to find that and uh, I'll clip it to you. And and if the listeners have you know have an interest in it, um, I'll yeah. I can post that online too with the thing. If I find one, sounds cool. If not, I'll just hey Devin, go do that maneuver I want you to do. Let me record it. Yeah, exactly, video. <laughs> yeah. Um, beyond that, I need to still work on my um. <laughs> My upright eight why, stuff. Why don't I just say, hey, David, send me a clip of you doing that. Yeah, you could do that. I don't have to go through Steve. Yeah. But then he's going to be like, well, I can't record myself and fly at the same time. <laughs> you got a dad. Make him record it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, okay. Yeah, so I'll probably do a lot of simming as much as I can. Um, I've got, I got a couple other projects that I need to work on because it's October and Halloween's coming up, so so I'll probably be preoccupied with some of that stuff as far as my free time on wrenching or building mm-hmm. or doing stuff um, in the garage. So, yeah, it is what it is. What about you? What are you going to be up to next? I've got to maiden this plane. Yes. Try it out. Mm-hmm. Get the rest of the setup uh, done and maiden it. Yeah, program the radio, and I've got... I've got three cell batteries for it. It'll actually do a three or a four cell. I had to order a four cell 2200 because I don't have any four cell batteries. Okay. Except for a couple little tiny ones, like uh, 1300s had for some quads. Okay. So I ordered a four cell 2200, but it's not here yet. So I might try to get out tomorrow and maiden it with a three cell. Just to kind of see how it does. Yeah, just put it around with it, get it trimmed out. And I'm sure it'll 3D better with the four cell. Yeah. So as soon as that gets here, I'll test it out with that. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying it out, see how it flies. It's got nice big bush tire with a suspension landing gear, so it should be Mm -hmm. pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Bounce down the runway. Yeah, you're going to love it. And I've kind of been trying to chart. I've got two flight packs on trays for the XL power. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to charge those first thing in the morning every day and go out and put two flights in before I go to work. Nice. Uh, not doing it every day, but I'm trying to get two, three, three, four days a week in mm-hmm. just to get some stick time. Yeah. I feel like I've kind of gotten rusty. So I'm going to try to keep doing that this week. So do a little bit of flying, do a little bit of planking. And not do any simming, just because I'm lazy. <laughs> not do any more buying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just do some flying and some planking. Yep. Yep. Now I'm picturing you planking over, like, I don't know, a box while you're flying <laughs> a helicopter. <laughs> like the other planking, I guess. <laughs> I should do that. I should, like, lay across a chair yeah, planking while I'm flying. <laughs> That'd be really hard. <laughs> it would be. All right. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, I guess uh, let's move it on. No more. I'm not doing. We're not doing a wrap up. Nah, nah, nah. No, we've got a new planker 
news update, but I, we probably should wait for Kevin. No, let's wait for Kevin. I, I like I like to get all our inputs on that, especially. Right, that's what I'm saying. Between that and like even the comments, you know. Um, yeah. No, no. We're going to wait till Kevin's back on the show, so. Um, I guess, uh, yeah, then let's call it. <clears throat> so. Let's do it. Drop us an iTunes review or read the review in the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4rc podcast. Check out our webpage, free4rcpodcast.show. Say hi to Chris Rybert. Hi, Chris. Hey. Flight Test Forums, off the field audio video production other than the Flight Test Podcast, free4rc podcast. Say hi to Hilda Flyer, a.k.a. David Hill. Hi, David. Heal the fire. <laughs> uh, let's see. Follow podcasters. We have Telerotor Podcast. Robert Monty, Mike DePaulo, Shaggy Michael Parker, and lately Rich Sowers. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah yes. I got to. And got to give them a shout out. They just released an absolutely fantastic episode about 700 conversions. You really need to check 700 that out. 700 conversions? Uh, 700 comparisons. <laughs> <laughs> they compared 2,700 RC helicopters. Nice. Two categories, nitro and electric. Broke them down by the price, parts price, some of the specs. Really, really good episode. Nice. Awesome. Great job, guys. Okay. And then what do we have here? BKRC podcast. Are they still around? I don't know. I think they got lost. I think after Urchin, they got lost. <laughs> Bert, yeah, Bert and Kyle. Mm-hmm. Come back. I'm sure they'll, they'll be you. out releasing episodes soon. Uh, let's see. Yeah. RC Roundtable. Fitz, Terry, and Lee. Yep. The Helly Heads Podcast. Okay, we got Skids, Gucci, and Yard Sale, which would be <laughs> Kevin McGrady. McGrady, yeah. Daniel... Tariq, 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 Tariq. Yeah. And Mike Sobe. Nice. I'm still waiting for that show to show up on iTunes. <laughs> All right. Apple, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called. Um, I'm not sure what's going up because this next one was released after and they're already on Apple. Just saying. So Skids Up <laughs> Podcast. Skids Up. Mm-hmm. Paul, Javier, mm-hmm. Frank. And Scott. Yeah. All right. And let's see here. We have High Voltage. Bobby Watts. <laughs> nice. Uh, is there any other ones? No, right? Uh, not that I can think of yeah. right off the top of my head. All right. So make sure you go check out Bill Ann's YouTube channel. Bill Ann. Yeah. He's getting everyone to say subscribe, smash the Subscribe button, smash the notification bell, blah, 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 blah. You know, we almost made a whole episode without making fun of Bill. Oh, did I make fun of Bill? I was making fun of people that he actually got to do that. Like Kevin. Uh Uh-huh. No, I mean, you didn't, but I mean, I guess we should. Can we release an episode without making fun of Bill? Yeah. Kind of goes against our brand. I know. Kind of goes against everything we believe in. Uh, but yeah, I'll leave it. Maybe we'll let him off lot this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks to our listeners. Free our skies, and we will see you next time. Bye bye. Have fun traveling. Yeah.
Good luck. Yeah, good luck. Mm.